Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 6, Episode 13, Emperor Shirakawa's Loophole. When we last left Japan, the hereditary Fujiwara dictators were steadily losing their grip on the political power which Fujiwara Michinaga had so ruthlessly passed on to them. They were still very influential as far as Kuge go, but the ascension of Emperor Gosanjo, who was not blood-related to the Fujiwara, marked the beginning of their decline. While Gosanjo Tenno was married to a Fujiwara lady, she was not the daughter of the regent Norimichi nor future regent Morozane. Just before Emperor Gosanjo died in early 1073, he retired and his son, Crown Prince Sadahito, received the succession. He is remembered as Emperor Shirakawa and is the primary subject of this episode. Born in 1053, Shirakawa Tenno was 19 when he ascended to the Chrysanthemum throne. Fujiwara Norimichi was named his Kampaku, but Shirakawa Tenno had no intention of allowing the Fujiwara to take the reins while he wrote poetry and hosted parties. He was, in many ways, his father's son, and he believed that the emperor should govern as well as reign. Shirakawa Tenno saw the manorial shōen system as a threat to imperial rule, and like his father, Emperor Gosanjo, sought to reform it. By the late 1000s, private estates had expanded by many different means. Sometimes this expansion was due to land reclamation, something the court had at various times encouraged, but often this was a matter of provincial corruption— a monastery or wealthy clan would bribe the necessary provincial officials to forge the paperwork or find a workaround within local administrative laws that would allow for legal transfer of title and deed. Every attempt by the court to crack down on these practices yielded only short-term success, but because the Daijo Daikon was only truly concerned with receiving its cut of tax tribute, their efforts to stymie the growth of private estates were hindered by the sheer momentum of land privatization. This land grabbing was taking place not only in remote regions like Kyushu, Kanto, and Tohoku, but also many provinces within Kansai itself. The late George Sansom observed in A History of Japan to 1334 that in key province which curls around the southwest part of Kansai, Somewhere between eight and nine-tenths of all the arable land was privately owned and generally operated tax-free. The Fujiwara clan had been one of the largest owners of private estates during the early Heian, which they generally operated as absentee landlords, collecting the profits from afar and living in the capital. Some of these estates had been granted as gifts to subordinate clans during the reign of Yorimichi in order to shore up Fujiwara power, but the clan still held many expansive estates. The new Tenno was determined to repair the sorely depleted finances of state through redistributing private land, but he found the Council of State woefully uncooperative in this regard, largely because they were some of the largest and wealthiest owners of that private land. Thus, although Emperor Shirakawa was the sitting Tenno and supposedly ruled the nation outright, 
he found it difficult to cut through the Daijo Daikon's red tape and soon became frustrated with the constant obstruction of the Fujiwara clan and their allies. While the problem with ever-expanding Shouens is recognized by us today as one of the primary factors in the Daijo Daikon's loss of power and influence over time, we should keep in mind that for Shirakawa Tenno, the larger issue was principle. Shouldn't an emperor have the privilege to actually rule the nation which he was born to rule? To better understand Emperor Shirakawa's subsequent political maneuvering, we should take a closer look at the end of Emperor Gosanjo's life. While he retired in early 1073, his time on the throne was distinguished by the establishment of a new government bureau called the Land Record Office, or Kirokujo, which was meant to challenge spurious land claims of tax-exempt shōens. When Go Sanjō Tenno retired, he intended to rule the nation through his 20-year-old son Shirakawa Tenno, who was now the sitting emperor. However, in May of that year, retired Emperor Gosanjo's health began to fail, and he took orders as a Buddhist monk. He died in June at age 39, and Shirakawa Tenno gladly took up his father's mantle. While certainly both emperors Gosanjo and Shirakawa sought to reform the Shouens in order to increase imperial revenues, the more immediate issue in their minds was breaking the power and influence of the Fujiwara regents. Restoring unfettered imperial rule and reducing the Fujiwara to just another clan of Kuge among many peers was central to their motivations. After 14 years on the throne, however, Shirakawa Tenno became only more frustrated by the constant obstruction, influence peddling, and outright hostility from the Fujiwara regents. Seeking to outdo the powerful clan, Shirakawa Tenno made a sacred vow to build a new temple east of the Kamo River in the Shirakawa district. This place is the origin of his posthumous name for reasons that shall become clear. The new temple, Hoshoji, was a magnificent complex which featured a massive nine-story pagoda and was probably meant to outshine the temple of Hojoji, which had been built by Fujiwara Michinaga decades before. That temple had burned down long before this endeavor, but the execution of large-scale construction projects were, and largely still are, an impressive political flex. Work on Hoshoji began in 1077, but seven years later, in 1084, Emperor Shirakawa suffered a personal tragedy. Empress Kenshi, the adopted daughter of the regent Fujiwara Morozane, died, and the emperor became severely grief-stricken and depressed. He continued in a ceremonial role and left the governance of the state in the hands of the Daijo Daikon while he mourned. Three years later, in 1087, he abdicated the throne in favor of his son, who is remembered as Emperor Horikawa. The new Tenno was only eight years old, and Fujiwara Morozane, the son of the late Yorimichi and grandson to the legendary Michinaga, was named Sesho. On the surface, this may have looked like the beginning of a restoration of Fujiwara domination, Surely Morozane would marry one of his daughters to the young Tenno and put future grandchildren on the chrysanthemum throne and become the next Michinaga, ruling the nation with an iron fist in his grandchild's name. There was only one thing that prevented such a plan from coming together. 
Emperor Shirakawa only retired in order to more directly wield imperial power, not to shrink away from it. And, unlike his father, the 33-year-old retired emperor would live long past the age of 39, long enough to see Fujiwara power dwindle in favor of... Well, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Shirakawa Tenno retired to an area just south of Heian-kyo called Uji, the home of the Byodo-in, or Phoenix Hall. This was a temple complex that was originally an expansive retirement home that was later converted into religious buildings. While Fujiwara Michinaga had originally purchased the property, it was his son Yorimichi who funded the building of the Phoenix Hall, which still stands in the modern city of Uji to this day. However, Shirakawa was not yet interested in taking orders as a monk. Instead, he proceeded to exercise power as a retired emperor. At first glance, this doesn't seem at all surprising. Plenty of retired Tenno have continued to pull strings from behind the throne, and retired Emperor Heisei back in 810 had even attempted to mount a rebellion to return himself to the throne by force. What made Shirakawa Tenno a real innovator was the practical means he used to enforce his will as a retired sovereign. While the Daijo Daikon could no longer hold him back, he still needed a court, or something close enough. Thus, he began to recruit mid-ranking Kuge to serve at his pleasure, men who generally had no previous connection to the Fujiwara and who were eager to climb the ranks and wield real power. Some of these Kuge would be installed into offices which already existed to serve the Daijo Tenno, but for others, Emperor Shirakawa had to create new offices from whole cloth whose authority and responsibility frequently overlapped with those of the Kuge who served in the Daijo Daikon. The situation was, to say the least, not ideal for the Great Council of State, much less the Sesho Fujiwara Morozane, who chafed impotently against his declining influence. Among the new men recruited by the retired emperor were the heads of many samurai clans, who had been more or less frozen out of council offices by Fujiwara politicking, and who could now give the retired emperor's edicts some real teeth. Now, for some vocabulary. A retired emperor was usually granted the imperial honorific in at the end of their name, the offices designated to serve the Daijo Tenno were referred to as Inzen, and the retired emperor's court referred to as Inno-cho. The system which Shirakawa Tenno founded is thus named the Insei system. The young emperor Horikawa was not without a sense of filial piety toward his sesho Fujiwara Morozane, who was technically his adopted grandfather. In 1088, he arranged for Morozane to be named Chancellor, Daijo Daijin, which under normal circumstances probably would have led to a renaissance of Fujiwara power. Two years later, in 1090, Morozane was made Kampaku. The retired emperor, however, constantly frustrated the Daijo Daikon by countering their edicts with his own and occasionally reinforcing his own orders with the help of armed warriors. Daijo Tenno Shirakawa played the part of a religiously-minded retired emperor, however, frequently visiting temples and shrines around Kansai in public displays of imperial piety. He had not yet taken vows himself, but there was much to be gained by entering the cloister. 
it seems likely that the Kuge of the official government might not tolerate his undermining forever. Becoming a Buddhist monk would offer an extra level of protection from physical harm. You may recall the incident with retired Emperor Kazan a century before, and how the attempted regicide was made much worse because that emperor had taken vows. In 1096, Shirakawa In finally took vows as a monk, and his style of governance became known as cloistered rule. The name Shirakawa comes from the place he lived during this time. He also adopted the title Ho'o, a title which was used henceforth for cloistered emperors. The Fujiwara may have believed that they only needed to bide their time. Shirakawa In's father had died at 39, and in 1096 the retired emperor was 43. Surely he would not remain among the living too much longer. Sooner or later, the old man would become ill and die, and then they would be able to expel those worthless men who had flocked to his banner from government, one way or another. Imagine their horror when in 1107, Shirakawa In was not only still alive, but his son, the sitting emperor, abdicated at 29, and his four-year-old son, Munehito, was elevated to the throne. He is remembered as Emperor Toba. Retired Emperor Shirakawa once more asserted his right to continue operating a secondary court and act in the interest of the young emperor. He was his grandson, after all, and now was hardly the time to neglect familial duty. Fujiwara Tadazane was named as his Sesho, but by now both regency titles were empty ornaments devoid of influence or respectability. Jurisdictional conflicts were extremely common by this point, with two courts claiming essentially many of the same authorities and responsibilities. This led to occasional acts of bloodshed and small-scale feuding, but nothing too alarming just yet. Some factions began courting the patronage of the retired emperor, bypassing the Daijo Daikon completely. Owners and managers of Shoen's, monasteries in particular, would petition the retired emperor to rescind orders of land seizure issued by the Council of State and promise him a portion of their profits or some other means of support in return. Shitakawa In often agreed to these sorts of deals, ironically supporting private estates now that he could use them to undermine the Fujiwara-led government. Emperor Toba, meanwhile, grew up and expressed an interest in actual governance, but was rebuffed time and again by Shirakawa In. Toba Tenno's mother had died when he was very young, and Emperor Shirakawa cared for him as a baby and essentially raised him. While he might have chafed under the old man's unofficial governance, he seems to have accepted Shirakawa In's counsel and, even though he did not want to, in 1123, he abdicated the throne on orders from his grandfather. He had just turned 20, and his three-year-old son Akihito received the succession and was elevated to the chrysanthemum throne. He is remembered as Emperor Sutoku. Fujiwara Tadamichi was named as the toddler's sesho, and was later elevated to Kampaku, but by now you know that none of that mattered. The real power was in Shirakawa In's hands, and he would not release it, it seemed, for anyone. That being said, sources indicate that he remained on relatively good personal terms with his family members, especially his grandson, the retired Emperor Toba. 
The year after Toba Tenno was made to step down, he and Shirakawa In took a trip with a great imperial procession to the countryside and admired the spring flowers. In 1129, the Fujiwara clan may have believed that their big break had finally arrived. At the amazingly ripe old age of 76, Shirakawa In passed away. Okay, now that the old retired emperor is gone, that means it's time for the regents to rise again and seize the reins of government once more, right? Right? Not exactly. While retired Emperor Shirakawa had certainly been a nuisance, he was not the only retired emperor of his time. Retired Emperor Toba was now only 26 and eager to finally govern the nation as he saw fit. The sitting emperor, Sutoku, was now nine years old, still too young to be making the big-picture decisions of a proper ten-no. Retired Emperor Toba had no choice, you understand, but to form his own cloister government and steer the ship of state as best he could until the boy was old enough to make the sober-minded decisions of a proper sovereign. Next time, we'll follow the career of retired Emperor Toba as he continued to frustrate the efforts of the Great Council of State and followed in his grandfather's footsteps. Until then, thank you for listening. If you would like access to exclusive bonus episodes, as well as ad-free versions of the regular episodes, please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash Japan. If you happen to be in need of a new t-shirt, hoodie, sticker, journal, or magnet, and want to help support this podcast, why not kill two birds with one stone and visit our official merch store? Check out the ever-growing selection of designs inspired by Japanese history at ahistoryofjapan.threadless.com. Thank you for your support.